We are a month away from the NHL trade down island. A, a, a little under a month now. But we have to start talking about it because, well, the Coyotes, we know we're rebuilding. So they got some assets to move. We'll see what they could do on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik. We want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available on all platforms. Um, so, Carl, the NHL trade deadline, March 21st this year. Mm-hmm. It's in March. I hate when it's in March because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's annoying as hell. Yep. <laughs> but it's over a month away now. Yeah. Uh a little over a month away. It's coming up pretty fast. Uh it's one of those like major milestones to say that the season's coming to an end. Uh and especially for Coyotes fans out there, you're not gonna postseason unless you hop on a bandwagon for another team. So uh this year's almost over, which is probably a good thing for I think most fans. I think most people are happy with that. Yeah, because the potentially worst year of the rebuild is getting closer to being done. Yeah, hopefully the worst year of the rebuild. Um, I, I can imagine next year being bad, but I don't think it's going to be as bad. No, no, no. I think because like unless. Like all hell breaks loose and they don't get who they want in this draft. And it's like, well, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. We, we could potentially see Dylan Gunther next year on the team. Uh, he seemed close to ready. Uh, if you look at Clayton Keller, he waited a year and then hopped to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Gunther seems like kind of that player. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to get another full year of development for Barrett Hayton, who seemed to be doing well and seems close to returning from IR. Uh, chance for Victor Soderstrom to come up, uh, see what he can do. Uh, I think, like, just the Kays still have enough, like, younger players who are going to be advancing forward a year in age that they'll be, you know, mildly better. I think so. Um, yeah, it won't be, like, like I think I predicted at the beginning of this year, it would be, like, a historically bad season for them. Yeah, which it's still on pace for. Uh, I mean, there was a historically bad start. Um, that's something. Um, and uh, they may be finished historically bad. Uh, they're definitely in the annals of history, one of the worst teams in the NHL. Um, I don't know if they are the worst at this point. Heck, they're they're possibly not even the worst this season. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look at the um, the their overall records here because they had 56 points was their low of a 42 game season in uh, 2014-15 season. Yeah, sure. What are they at now? 
they are currently at. Um, I think it's like they're at thirty-two points through forty-eight games. So, so. roughly the same pace. Roughly. Uh, I could do the math real quick if you want me to. Okay, because I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, currently on pace looks like for 55 points. So, about the same. Yeah, yeah. So, probably one of the worst Coyote teams we've ever seen. Um... Although, uh, for, for long-time fans, no. Because what? You said the other one was 2014. So, if you're a Coyotes fan, uh, you have seen two of the worst teams in your lifetime. Yeah. And it sucks because, what? Before, like, right before that, they were pretty decent. They were yeah. average. Yeah. Uh, I, I can understand um, because, you know, decent to average teams don't, really do too much in the NHL. They just kind of stay in that perpetual state of, if you're lucky, continuing to make the playoffs. If not, just being a a bubble team until you hope for a couple late round picks to be home runs, which isn't a great strategy. Uh, I can appreciate why the team rebuilt. um, And uh, I'm just glad that the first year is almost done. Yep. But unfortunately, the um, some of the worst part of it is about to come, and that is your favorite player could be on the way out. Absolutely. Um, because that's the way the trade deadline works. If you're on a team that's, that's not so good, they'd, they sell assets for assets for the future, as I mentioned in, in, in the open. Um, because they want to focus on that and like, okay, yeah, we can't like this person isn't good for us now, but it might be good for another team now. Another team has something that we want for later. Huh? Um, and that's what the Coyotes are going to be doing. Yeah. And, and I mean, like to a, a greater or lesser extent, that's what happens anytime. Like your favorite player could always be traded. Uh, honestly, you probably shouldn't have gone into this season having a favorite Coyotes player. Just because I don't think anyone really has any kind of long-term future with a team outside of maybe a few. Um, I know people who went in thinking Jacob Chickering was going to be you know, here for the long term. Uh, I, I do kind of wonder because we've seen like a little bit. It's been quieter around him lately. Yeah, it has been. It's been interesting. Um, but he's definitely one that's to think about. Right, yeah. because he's got. I mean, he's still got some some value. He's he's still an asset that's um, that you know teams would want. It'll be interesting to see what we um, what are the options for. And you know what? I think in in just a moment, let's let's start going through some of that thought process, right? Um, of of values for certain players, and that includes Jacob Chicken. We already mentioned him earlier. Yeah, um, and like in earlier in this season but in the kind of stuff that we think we can go for. But let's do, let's kind of revisit that. Plus a few other players, see what we can do all for that. 
But first, I want to let everyone know that football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Bear down, go Wildcats. From the, all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to wherever next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your pro and, and college sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the num- to best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head down to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now, back here on Lockdown Coyotes, let's go and take a look at the um, at certain players, Carl, and I have the uh, cap table and cap friendly open. It kind of gave me an idea. Yep. Um, not sure, um, I'm, for sure, I'm not sure that's where you are. Maybe you might be on stats page or whatever. But um, I'm also on cap, cap friendly. Cap friendly. It's the, it's, the best, it's the best place to be right now. Um, yeah. It kind of gives you an idea of contracts, even though the Coyotes don't have any much any players, very few players whose contracts <laughs> extend past this year. But you know, yeah. Well, I mean, did you want to start with Chikrin since we, uh, we talked? Yes, about? let's start with Chikrin since we talked him before. I went before I talked about Bet Online. Um, again, he's got he, he, like even though he has been playing well, I think he can still bring some, you know, pretty good return, right? And I'm talking like, especially because let's. Let's look at it. Let's let's look at this. Like you've had, you've had some players who you don't even think is worth like a first round draft pick come back for a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So Chickwin could still very well <laughs> return a first round draft pick and then some. Absolutely, um, Chickwin. I, I believe the Coyotes we were quoting earlier in the season were looking for a first round pick, mm-hmm. a prospect, and an NHL player. Um, and I still think he warrants that, but I also feel like if they were to sell on him now, they'd be selling at the worst possible time. Um, there was a lot of smoke that he would move early in the season and pretty much the best explanation people were like, you know, uh, national reporters were like, I mean, there's a lot of smoke, so there must be some fire. Uh, most of the Coyotes people, uh, fans and media seem to be like, I don't think they're going to trade Chikrin. It doesn't seem like a good move this season. And we've seen it kind of quiet down. And I think that kind of is the case. Um, I could still see a move. I could still see him getting a big return. But honestly, that, that timeline is more shipped to you know, maybe before the draft, um, maybe during the offseason. I don't necessarily maybe, see him as a trade deadline. Thing, it, might, it, it could be in the days before a trade deadline when yeah. teams starting to get a little bit desperate. Right. When, um, cause that's tends to be how it works, right? If you hold on to, if you hold on to an asset long enough before a certain deadline, then teams are like, Oh no, 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 no. I'll give you this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a team does like one of those big last minute deals, but honestly, it, it just doesn't seem like a smart move. He's having a rough season and it takes players time to adjust anyways. Like, why pull the trigger on a chicken deal now if you are either team? 
it, it doesn't make sense to me. I could still see it happening. I could still see an underlying logic, but it would have to be like the exception rather than the rule. Oh no, I, I I definitely hear you on that, and I don't, and I think that uh, you def and that you're definitely right. I think that would be the best move for the Coyotes. I don't think uh, if they were to try to trade him now, if it would be good at all. I mean, because again, um, we know what he's capable of, and he's not reaching that capability, yeah. and we want to make sure he can get as much value as possible. I mean, if you're talking about like a tradable defenseman, I kind of wonder if Shane Goss's pair has kind of played his way into that conversation. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned him because you know, he's um, like, was supposed to be a cap dump. Yeah. Ends up playing super freaking well. And, uh, his value's up there, and I definitely think that he could return something. Yeah. And if he gets a good return, oh my god, Carl, the ultimate win for the Coyotes, because not only did you get him for nothing, but you also give him away for more draft picks. Yeah, uh, honestly, if if that's the case, then... Someone in the Philadelphia Flyers organization is going to be fired. Like, if the Coyotes are able to acquire Shane Gosses Bear along with picks and then flip him for more picks, like, that just shows that the Flyers were really undervaluing the player. Um, and, and sure, you could speak to change of scenery, change of styles, but. When he came in, I think you and I were talking about, like, yeah, he's probably overpaid, but, you know, probably not by much. He's still got something in the tank, and he's really shown that this year. Although I will say he does appear to have maybe quieted down a little bit more, like like everyone else on the Coyotes, boom and bust offense. Yeah, and I, and I think it also goes with um, a lot of that, a lot of Gossip Spears quieting down goes with, you know, uh, Keller's resurgence, <laughs> yeah, for so, so to speak. So, like, it kind of just like again, it it goes in waves because, you know, usually it's one player. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other defenseman you think may be on the move? Defenseman on the move. Yeah. Mm. Not that I think of. Like, I. As much as I hate to see, I'd like to see Cabo Bianco get shipped out to a place where he kind of would get better opportunities. But yeah. he, at the same time, like honestly, I don't think his value is there. I don't think there is a good enough. I mean, you might be able to get like what a fourth or fifth rounder if anything. Like, yeah, but I I remember before the season started, there was talk that the team protected Capo Bianco to get Anton Strollman and they were able to get Anton Strollman without Capo Bianco. And, and I have to say his play this year is not really warranted. I mean, he had a good start after coming off waivers. Yeah. But I mean, he's 24. You would expect him to be a little bit more consistent. Um, he's supposed to provide a bit more of an offensive flourish. He hasn't really had done that. Um, I, I I just like you said I don't know if he has the value. 
No, unfortunately, unfortunately not. And like, um, like it's 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 unfortunate because again, I was I was a fan of him in Tucson. Yeah, yeah. I, I do sometimes wonder if maybe he was a bit overcooked or just like injuries really hampered his development. Was, I, I I think it would definitely be injuries because I remember one season he goes out with a full like um. He misses half the season of a knee injury. And okay. I think that's within the first game after getting called up to to uh, the Coyotes. Comes right back down to the Roadrunners after he's uh, after he's recovered. Goes back up and gets another knee injury. Mm. Just a a rough start for for a young player's career. Um, and you never really know if if maybe he's just at this point if if it's late if he's missed his window i hope not and we have definitely seen players like you know mature later especially defensemen who tend to hit their peak a little bit later in their latter 20s yeah uh and he's only 24 so i don't know i i he just Bear doesn't seem to really like play him too much. Uh, the team seems to have kind of moved on. It, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he was an also included piece in a trade. Just as a uh, um, a throw in, like here's something a little extra spicy for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other team sends back future considerations. We throw in Kyle Kappa Bianco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I also I'll, I'll say one thing for for Capo. I think um, that 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 uh, that brief emergence of Giannis Mosier kind of put him, yeah, put him a little bit. Especially because it does seem like Mosier also is that offensive defenseman that the team is looking for. And really, do you need four offensive defensemen on your team? Probably not. No, and that's why. Um, you're definitely going to have to move a offensive defenseman, at yeah. least one, if not two. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's probably not going to be Mosier. He's not in the ELC no. still. Uh, yeah. No, it wouldn't, definitely wouldn't be Mosier. Um, and as you said, Kappa would be like an also included. Gossip Spear is the highest valued at it currently, probably like in terms of right now. Yeah. Which... Because Chicken would be if he actually played what he did last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was uh, if I was Bill Armstrong, I would keep both Chicken and Gossis Bear for next season because I think that they the team is going to need to do something next year, and I, I think those are the best chances of of having that kind of blue the blue line that I think that the team wants. Plus, let's look, let's look at it this way. Uh, Chikrin can uh, if can redeem himself in an extra year, increase value back up, yeah. um, especially with a potentially slightly better team around him. Yeah, and just like a year under his belt, being the number one guy, like exactly. it, it is, I think, astonishing at just how much pressure was put on Jacob Chikrin to succeed this year, and it's it's not the biggest surprise that making him the number one defenseman on an extremely bad team is not a recipe for a lot of success in the yeah. first year. But had to, he, be number, 
the number one guy under a completely new system, new coach. Like, yeah. That's a lot of stress for a 23-year-old. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anyways, though, we're going to um, move on from defensemen and talk forwards um, and talk and take and just the rest of everything in just a moment. See what other players can yield back good assets for the Arizona Coyotes. All that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. And now let's get back going. The uh, let's finish off, um, Carl, with talking about kind of the rest of the players and who we think can yield back good assets, who might be uh, trade worthy. Um, and I'll start by asking you this question because we ha- we talked about this before the season started, and we knew this was going to be the case because we knew this person wanted to leave, and that's Phil Kessel. Yes. He's played pretty well. Where's his value at? Does he get traded this trade deadline? Uh, I think he gets traded. Uh, I think the team would be stupid to not trade him. Um, He's a pending UFA. He has some value. His goal scoring has really taken a step back, but I think he's become a much better playmaker. He can still put the puck where he wants it to. It's just no longer going in the net. It's going on someone's stick. Uh, And I think that's fine. Um, I, I, we were talking before the season, maybe like second round pick and a prospect. I I think he's still good for that return. I would think so too. Um, I think he's, um, and plus he's the kind of player that like anyone, a lot of people, like like most teams would want in the locker room, right? He's that kind of like leader, just like. Um, seems like a really good presence and um on the team. Like, if nothing else, we know this about hockey. They fetishize having been there before, having won the cup. Um, yeah. and Kessel has done that. He has won back to back cups. Um, and there seems to be plenty of interest in you know bringing him back. I saw an article about could he return to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which. <laughs> Uh, would just be insane. Uh, he still has a no no trade clause, no movement clause, so he may even veto that one. Uh, I don't think he wants to go back for that media, but eh, I mean, it'll only be for a year. I doubt he resigns with the trial Maple Leaf, so yeah, who knows? I think he he'd go where um, wherever he think a cup is most likely. Yeah. Again, even though he's already won two, obviously, you know, when you reach the other side of thirty, you all you you automatically think in your head, how many more can I win? Can I win at least one more or whatever? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna call Castle an old man because you're only <laughs> one year older than me. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think his career is winding down. Uh, that's what happens when you break a consecutive Iron Man streak. Uh, like it, it shows that you're in the latter stages of your career. Um, and he's got to be looking for, you know, like I don't have many opportunities to win as a player. I'd be interested to see if 
Kessel does like the transition to coaching because there's always a possibility there and there's always front office. But but yeah, I think he wants uh, another shot to to win a cup. And um yeah, I would w- wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he I mean, I'm not sure what he, like what he first expected when he first came to Arizona, maybe just cuz I think he came what was it? Because he, he came in because of Rick Tockett, right? Yeah, but, he came to play with Tockett. He and you know that was when the team was acquiring Taylor Hall. Like this team was trying to make a cup run. It seemed like, and they were pretty good. Yeah, right? they were they trending were, up. Um, but then it just kind of they hit a wall. They they hit several walls. They were that whole deal did not work out. Yeah, no. Um, I think eh, Paper Tigers would probably be a good def you know, way to describe the team. They like look scary. They have like a bit of offense, but like really easy to defeat once you knew how. And uh, being physical was how to defeat the Coyotes because they could not stand up to that. Exactly. But um, who else for you is on your list? Uh, I am looking at like the veterans and that's kind of where I'm thinking. Like one of those guys is going to, you know, have that same value. Like we're talking about, you know, having been there before. I kind of wonder about Jay Beagle. Uh, once he gets off IR, if he's maybe a, a person that some teams are interested in. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Um, I doubt he'd get much of a return, but yeah, something. Now, and, and it's, it'd be uh plus it'd be one year of a uh, 3 million like they just they could, like they just keep on that three million cap, yeah. Like, and let's be real, some teams right now are circumventing the cap. Yeah. Um, it, I'm, not, it, I'm it, not gonna point any fingers, but you know, there's a there's a team just not too far north of us who's doing it right now. Yeah, and uh, I will say what I said uh, before. Uh, as long as it is done within the bounds of the rules, I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Until they change the rules. Yeah, uh, like that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, argue to change the rules. Don't argue this season that the rules are bad. Um, what about Lawson Kraus? Kraus would be an interesting one to think about. Um, he's had a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, his value is there, but that kind of brings the question to myself and to you too, as well as is would he be an asset to trade or would it be an asset to hold on through the rebuild to kind of like let's see what let, let, let's like because obviously you're not going to build around one player you're not going to build around Clayton Keller yeah um because because Keller is 23 Kraus is 24 like these guys are still pretty young they're in their they're in their uh, early 20s like I, I, I honestly, I think I, I would hold on to him. I, I can definitely understand that logic. Uh, I just think of the remaining forwards, he's probably got the most value. Other than Clinton Keller, who, I mean, honestly, if you were to move Keller, now may be a good time because he's got probably his highest value. You don't know if that's sustainable. Uh, I think the team was trying to move him like during the off season, but couldn't because the value was so low. 
if he could get something for him, you know. And Bill Armstrong is like intent on doing that. Oh, don't get no. me wrong. Like I think, um, like it'd be hard to keep both. You know, you know both those players. Uh, Clayton Keller has put himself in the de facto untouchable, and I think say de facto because obviously, if a team, let's say, like, um, I don't know who's. Who's on the top right now in the standings? Who just wants to? Who wants to get the uh, close to the top? Who wants to make that extra push? Mm. Um, Florida Panthers. Oh, that would, that, maybe. I'll, 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 yeah, let's do that for just just for purpose. I'm oh. not even going to see what their cap is, but here's um, one: uh, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. If the St. Louis, if the St. Louis Blues look at themselves and be like, "Okay, we have we have the room for Clayton Keller. Maybe we can just give a couple depth players over, plus like um, as well as like a what first round pick plus a late I don't know extra fifth round pick or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, you know all those assets. Like if they gave like. A lot, like something that the Coyotes could not say no to. Then obviously he's it's it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But again, I would. I mean, I would prefer Clayton Keller, and I think a lot of us would prefer him this day. And again, like I said, like I mentioned before, like I think he was the player that they should build around. He was definitely the player who went into the season with like the most expectations. Uh, I think in general, most Coyotes fans hated his contract. It did not look good. Uh, They wanted him to do anything to show that he deserved it. And he absolutely did. He, He played in a way where he is earning his money. He is going to be better, hopefully in consecutive years. He's only can continue to improve. Uh, So I don't see like any reason to trade him, but I mean, we've seen it before with teams where they're like, you know, I have a vision for this team. I didn't include Keller because he wasn't doing good. Uh, he's still not in the vision, even though he's doing good. I'm just going to move him out. I don't know if that's the case. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, it, it's the trade deadline. I, I'm sure that teams are going to be throwing a lot just to try and improve this year. Just because, I, I don't know, it's a weird season. I, I could see teams making those kind of moves in hopes of, you know, going all in. I mean, could also like, imagine what the 2025 Arizona Coyotes being built around uh, Dylan Gunther, Shane Wright, and uh, and Josh Doan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and Keller was definitely one of those interesting cases. And it, it was kind of why I always saw, like, a difference between Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikrin and Connor Garland. Uh, Garland was older than those two. So it's going to be, like, different stages of the rebuild where he's going to be ready. Um, you know, Clayton Keller and Chikrin are going to be in their late 20s. Connor Garland would have been 30 at that five-year mark. Um so yeah, I, I think they're they're able to be kept around, and they should be in the team's long term plans. But eh, it's a trade episode, and yeah, it's it's you never anyone know, can be traded, right? We, you never know, like, and that's the thing is why um, why we say don't have a favorite player, especially on a year like this. 
Yeah. And I did not have a favorite player this year because I got like a true favorite player. The favorite player is obviously who I am obviously can tell I, 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 I like talking about more. But don't have a favorite like I did last year with Connor Garland because the moment he left hurt a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, Oliver Ekman Larson was always my favorite player to watch. I did not enjoy seeing him go. Uh, but I have been loving watching the growth of Clayton Keller. Let me say that. That is true. Um, one more player. Let's think what you can think. One more. Ooh. If you can find one more. I wonder about someone taking a chance on Alex Galchenyuk. Maybe the Tossin piece. Uh, he, he's been a little. He's been better lately. He's been playing on the top two lines. Did well in Toronto, so you could make a case that he's as good as his supporting pieces. Um, and if he's played with those supporting pieces, he's fine. Um, but maybe as a tossing piece. I, I don't know how much his value is. Although that contract's pretty good. I mean, yeah, that's the what the NHL minimum. minimum. Yeah. 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 Can't fall that. So like, yeah, he's he's like so he's cheap and whatever. So like, yeah, someone can easily pick him up for um at least a decent return like it would be like a decent return if it was by himself but maybe as a toss and piece like let's say like um let's let's say gossip gets you know get shipped out it's like but we want to forward to them and he's like let's see what we like maybe we can toss and gotcha like if you give us like a first and a third whatever <laughs> Like, or like, do Galchenyuk and Phil Kessel, two two players who are traded for each other, have them sent out as one package? Another option. Another yeah. option. Uh, I mean, that would be a good one to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know how well Galchenyuk plays with uh with their players. <laughs> you can put in Phil Kessel there. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do it. It would be definitely fun to watch. Um, but. We are out of time of this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. And is and is a little bit of a teaser once again coming up next week. Early next week, we are going to release an episode of a uh, with a special guest on Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Um, someone who is a big part of Arizona sports. Um, you can take a guess of who it is. We won't confirm it until late on Friday. So you have a little bit of time to figure it out. Yeah. Got like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, a day and a half to figure it out. But uh go ahead and give us a guess. We, again, this is a pretty big pretty big person in Arizona sports. I'm excited for it. I'm pretty sure you are Carl. Yep. So it's gonna be fantastic. Anyways though, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio, Carl Pavlik, Carl Pavlik, FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might know right back for in a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>